Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Welcome back. Glad to have you here with me. Happy Saturday. Tis indeed a Saturday. And uh, we're rocking and rolling, man. Oh, these people got chickens. Love to see the chickens, dude. Chickens are so funny. I was, uh, I took a machete out back last night to get rid of some of the overgrowth uh, in the chicken pen because you can't mow in there. I mean, I could if I got a push mower, but I'd have to, I'd have to like lift it up. Over, anyways, I don't mow in there. So I was uh, kind of chopping down some of this overgrowth, and one of the chickens went after one of the ducks. And a lot of times, if I have something in my hand, I'll whack them with it. <laughs> yeah, not hard. I don't. I take very, very good care of my animals. Um, I would never do anything to hurt any of my animals. Uh, but I, I almost, I had this machete in my hand. I almost gave, uh, you know, and I try to hit them in the back of the head a little bit. I know that sounds cruel, but when when the when a rooster or a um, like a matriarchal, the matriarch hen. Uh, corrects behavior. They go for the back of the head, right? They they peck at the back of the head, and that corrects the behavior. So, you know, I was going to give her a little flap on the back of the noggin and then realized I had a machete in my hand. I almost accidentally dispatched one of my chickens. I would have just been distraught. You guys wouldn't have heard from me for days. Nobody would have heard from me. So, uh, glad that didn't happen. But, yeah, chickens are great. Until, Wow that long. How'd they get that lawn to grow that quick? Dude, these people, when I left a week ago, had a big patch of dirt in their front yard. Now it's like a full lawn. Wow. Looks great, too. Um, what was I going to say? Let me stop it again. I left my pre-workout in New York. So I'm running on freaking... Dude, you said... Andrew Tate talking yesterday about he drinks 10 to 12 cups of coffee a day and has two to three cigars. I'm like, holy smokes. Eats once a day. And have you seen his physique, bro? Bro looks great. Bro looks amazing. Dude, I listen to so many good podcasts. Like, a long ride like that, yeah, it's it sucks. But you can learn so, 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 so much. Dude, it's so crit. Like, a thing about a 100 years ago, if you wanted to hear from somebody that wrote a book that you liked... <clears throat> You would have to travel. You'd have to go to a lecture. You'd have to pay. You'd have to... Now, we take our conveniences for granted. And that's why now I don't think there's any reason anybody has an excuse to be average. None. What excuse do you have? There's literally knowledge and information everywhere. Everywhere. It's everywhere. It's so cool. And a lot of people don't take it, take advantage of it. You know, I know you guys listen to me. You know, you should be listening to other people too, um, not just me. I think it's important to get a diverse um, grouping of perspectives. Hold on. I'm going to run inside and grab an energy. You guys just been on a little shopping spree with me the past two days, huh? <laughs> all right, we're back. Out of all the energy drinks, I decided to get a bang. <laughs> Make sure you're awake, baby. Let's go. Come on now. Hold on. Oh, yeah. If I got all this energy now, and I haven't even had caffeine yet, imagine what's about to happen. I, somebody asked me that the other day, actually. How do you have so much energy that early in the morning? 
Um, I'll tell you. Cold water. I'm still doing that. I'll never not do that. Exposure. Cold plunge. Or if I'm traveling, an ice cold shower. As cold as I can get it. Um, sunlight, which... You know, you just gotta. If it's cloudy out, you still you're still getting rays. So you just gotta find. You know, you just understand where east is in the morning and look in that direction. Like today, it's completely overcast in Maine. So I stood out back after I let the chickens out, just stared in the direction where the sun is rising. For I don't know, I, I don't I don't really track the time. I just try to get some rays in my eyeballs. Um, water and salt. A big pinch of salt. Redmond's real salt. And then uh, I'd chug about a liter of water. And that right there, sunlight, cold water exposure, and then salt and water. Like, water alone isn't good enough. You need some form of electrolytes. You need salt. You need minerals. Most especially the water y'all are drinking. Oh, my goodness. The thing I hate most about traveling is just water. It's either got to be bottled water or it's got to be tap water. I, I avoid tap water at all costs. Ugh, tap water is so bad for you. It is full of absolute garbage. That's why I love living out on a well. We're on a well. I know it's just probably so mineral dense. And people come over and it's like the water smells like sulfur. I'm like, that's a good thing. <laughs> that means there's good things in it. It should smell like that. Tap water is atrocious. But yeah, so in the morning, sunlight, cold water, exposure. Like, y'all got to stop being soft and make an excuse. Well, I don't have a cold. Take a cold shower. Take a cold. How are you going to lose any mental battles for the rest of the day if you could force yourself to stand under a cold shower for three to five minutes? I, I can usually shower. I mean, I can't remember the last time I used warm water. I, I don't use it at the gym. I use cold uh, water at the gym because I'm in and out of the steam room. Um, I can't remember the last time I took a warm shower. I do in the winter after I cold plunge because, you know, it's like 10 degrees up here. The water's got an inch thick of uh, sheet of ice on it. You know, it gets, it gets real cold up here. So I'll usually, so I'm not shivering for two hours is I'll take a warm shower after that. But other than that, I ain't fooling around with warm water. Listen, these guys at the gym, it's so gay. I mean, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but like these guys, they bring in these, they got their little shower caddies with their soaps and their scrubs and their little washcloth. And then they get the shower nice and hot. I feel bad making fun of people, but <laughs> then they go in there and they're in there for like 15 to 20 minutes just scrubbing, dubbing, dubbing, having. I just think it's so feminine. Like, I go in there and just absolutely raw dog it. Cold water, no soap. I'll bring soap with me to the gym. Uh, no soap. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I obviously, I use uh, the only type of soap that I use is bison tallow. Bison tallow soap from North Star Bison. Guys, if you want a really good meat source, they, they have, and I get obviously no money from talking about this, but North Star Bison, uh, they even have an app. So you can download their app and order right from their app. They've got everything from organ meat to elk to, I mean, they got all kinds. I usually just get elk or bison, but they have things like tallow and soaps 
and bone broth and dude it's just it's such a great plug so north star bison <clears throat> i can't wait they're going to start restricting like i guarantee it the sale of meat across state lines and that's when i'm going to start dragging politicians out of their houses which i mean we're pretty close to that now anyways i told my wife yesterday you know we pulled up to a rest stop and i uh i what i maybe it was tate we we're talking about oh yeah <clears throat> we're talking about how tate has been uh accused of human trafficking and the first question out of the BBC interviewer's mouth was you've got some pretty serious charges against you how do you basically just came at his throat so the BBC lied to Tate told him that uh, they, they sent him a list of questions and then they went way, they went rogue when they showed up and it's so funny because they sent this tight-lipped ugly little woman to debate Tate and he mutilated her mutilated her you should have sent the BBC should not have sent a woman to enter. I mean, Tate is sharp, dude. He's probably one of the sharpest. Uh, he's got a he's got wit, he's got intellect, and nothing trips him up. Nothing. They should have sent their top guy. I bet you that girl got pulled into a dark room somewhere and reamed for that. Uh, by some corporate overlord. I guarantee. But anyways. That was his first question. They came at him hot. And then at the same time, like a couple weeks earlier, they interviewed some uh, British TV personality that had raped little boys. Like four or five accusers came out that are in their 30s now. And they're like, yeah, from like 10 to 15 years old, this dude was diddling me. And you know what the BBC interviewer said to him? Steven something, crop something, I don't know. She's like, hey... It's been a pretty tough week. How are you feeling? And they're like, people should stop talking about this because his mom's sad. And you just see the obvious agenda. And it's like, you know what? We have to kill these people. <laughs> there's, no, there's, there's no other way. There's no, there's, this isn't going to resolve itself peacefully. You know what I mean? We ain't voting our way out of this. So we pull up to the rest stop. I'm like, honey, I'm like, I'm going to have to lead a revolution at some point. You realize that, right? <laughs> like, take care of the kids, man. Dude, war is, uh, war is scary. Um, I, I watch a lot of footage from Ukraine and, um, you know, the Ukraine conflict, which is, you know, a proxy war for Russia and the United States. But, um, I watch a lot of war footage because I'm trying to, I, I just think things are going to get bad, really bad. And <clears throat> I try to desensitize myself, not to, I don't want to desensitize myself to violence in the, in the sense that I become a savage. Um, I just don't want certain things to be a, a surprise. So I never knew about, um, it's interesting. I saw a video of, and this is this is this is kind of messed up. So you guys just, you know, if you don't like violence or death, you might as well skip this episode. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, anyways. But I remember a couple of years ago, I saw a video of a, I think it was a paraglider, and he had a GoPro on, and he hit the side of a mountain, and dude, he went down like a thousand feet, like a lot of feet, and he hit the ground and died. And the GoPro picked up on what's called a death moan. So when the when you die, the air, you know, obviously escapes your lungs. Your lungs uh, depressurize, I think, is, you know, basically what happens because they're a vacuum. And uh, it just sounds like, oh, 
gosh, that was, I just got goosebumps. It sounds just like that. I'm not saying look up videos of people dying, but you know, it's the internet. You can pretty much find anything you want. But yeah, so that's the first time I had heard of a death moan. And yesterday, uh, I was watching some footage of a Ukrainian, uh, something first brigade. I don't know. They were, uh, trying to attack a Russian position. Uh, they were like special, not special forces, but close to special forces, the Ukrainians. They had been sent in because a bunch of regular dudes got sent in. They all got murked by the Russians. Um, and, uh, you know, this, it showed this Ukrainian guy who had a GoPro or something like that on, and he's behind a tree. He's got an AK-47. He's returning fire, and he tried to move. You could tell he panicked, um, and I feel bad for these guys, man. They're dying for no reason. These poor young men, it's with all the future and life they had ahead of them, you know, they're probably my age or younger, probably mostly younger, and, uh, He's returning fire, and you can tell he panics. You know, he's, he's catching some rounds on the tree. He's hiding behind, and he runs to the left to try to go behind another tree, and boom, he gets whapped. Like, you can hear the bullet go through him. I don't know where it hit him. I'm assuming right in the chest or the head, and he hits the ground in the same, oh. And when that breath leaves, it's like, Dude, a life just ended. And, uh, you know, perspective is so incredibly important, man. And I just, like I said, these guys are dying for no reason. There's no reason for this. It's a, it's, it's, it's a proxy war. It's senseless. It's useless. It's, I mean, and, and here's the thing. Despite anything you see in the news, Russia, it's like, when they say that Ukraine's going to win, that's like saying that Mexico would beat us in a, in a, in an armed conflict. <laughs> it's just 0%. We would walk the Mexicans in 30, they, they, in under 30 days. We could have the whole peninsula captured. Um, it's just, uh, you know, Russia's going to win this in the long haul. Um, Putin is not destabilized. He's not like when you, Really listen to people that have been over there. It's not looking good. And the Ukrainians have valor. You know, they're fighting hard. But I think for every Russian casualty, there's seven dead Ukrainians or something like that. I mean, their special forces is gone. Their special forces commander said his whole platoon's wiped. Um, he has like, he had like, I don't know. I don't know. He had like 40 guys and now he's got four. Um things aren't looking good over there. But anyways, I mean, I, I, it, we shouldn't be in there in the first, not our, it's not our job to police the world. Uh, I would encourage you to listen to, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. on either Lex Friedman or Joe Rogan. The Joe Rogan one is more focused on vaccines. Uh, Lex Friedman focuses more on the Ukrainian conflict and geopolitics. It's, uh, it's it's all it's interesting stuff. It's very interesting stuff. But yeah, anyways, I don't even know where I was going with all that. But um, yeah, don't listen. Don't don't look up death moans if you're sensitive because it's 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 pretty messed up, man. It's pretty messed up, especially when you know, it'd be one thing to see like an old person on a hospital bed, but when you're talking these young men that are just out there getting butchered, butchered. You know, and they want war. We've talked about this before. They want war because war is a money-making machine, man. War is a money-making machine. 
and uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, so Saturday, um, you know, handling your weekend the right way. Let's switch gears before I get to the gym. So handling your weekend the right way, man, I'm telling you right now, it's so, so important that you handle your, there should be time set aside for rest. But, you know, what I've found is when I treat the weekend as a whole rest, like the rest, that's what the rest of the world does. The rest of the world completely takes the weekend off. And I have, um, there's extremes to everything. You know, I can remember being told if you didn't work seven days a week, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, you were a loser and you were going to fail and somebody else was going to eat your lunch. I think that there is a season to push that hard, but it shouldn't be, you know, I can remember being told um, just in different things like, hey, if you get to a certain level here, you won't have to do X, Y, Z anymore. So I'm like, all right, I want to, I want to not have to do X, Y, Z anymore. I'm very much motivated by doing things I don't like to do in business and then working really hard to delegate myself out of that task. That's motivating to me. Like I, I find that more satisfying than I do making more money, which is interesting when I analyze what I'm motivated by. So like when, when I started the staffing company, you know, I was doing all the interviews. I was handling the pipeline management. I was handling, I was, hand, I was doing everything front to back, Excel spreadsheets, working with clients, all this stuff. And I was super motivated to work really hard and start to del it. So what I did was, is I started working really hard, working really hard, 14 hour days, 14 hour day, 14 hour day, 14 hour day, 14, and then I, I, then I hired somebody to help me with final interviews. And then I hired somebody to help me with pipeline. Then I hired another person for finals, another person for pipeline. Then I promoted a partner and then I turned the whole company over. And, and you know, it's just, I find that more motivating than anything else is starting a ground up, you know, from scratch company and delegate, doing everything at first, setting the standard, and then delegating myself out of the tasks. It's more motivating to me than anything else. So um, I guess the point is, is come on, man. It's not going to get any greener. That's these Massachusetts people. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, look at her with the hand gestures. This is some Italian lady from Mass right now flopping her hands around her car. Hey, the beat the ball, it's spaghetti. <laughs> what was that? Was that Italian? <laughs> I'm Italian, so I can make fun of Italians, all right? Italian. That's an Italian. What's that? What's that? Uh, in Inglorious Bastards. What's he say? Arrivederci. <laughs> all right, I don't know. Today's episode, we just rambled a little bit. I'm about to pull. Actually, I'm going to get a. I got to get a. Uh, Rice crispy bar as a little bit of a carbs for a pre-workout because I'm going to torture Brent to death today. I'm going to make Brent wish he never showed up. So he's beating me at the gym. All right. I love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.